Welcome to the Change Creator Podcast, where entrepreneurs come to learn how to live their truth, get rich, and make a massive difference in the world. I'm your host, Adam Force, co-founder at Change Creator and co-creator of the Captivate Method. Each week, we talk to experts about leadership, digital marketing, and sales strategies that you can implement in your business and life to go big. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to grab awesome resources that will help drive your business forward. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Change Creator Podcast Show. This is your host, Adam Force. I uh, hope everybody's doing amazing. We got some great stuff coming down the pipeline for you. Um, if you missed the last episode, it was with Robin Kennedy from Email Marketing Heroes. What do we talk about? Email marketing. How do we make more money with our email? What do we need to know? Should I make offers every day? Should I not? Blah, blah, blah. So, so much goes into it. These guys are super animated. It was a fun conversation with the three of us. If you missed it, definitely go back you're going to find a lot of good gold nuggets in there. Um, so today we're going to be talking with Felicia Searcy. Now, Felicia um, has quite a, a background, uh, but first and foremost, she basically is a, tr- she's actually an award-winning transformational coach. Um, she's also an author, international speaker, and she's helped you know thousands of people create a path for living their dream life. And she gets really into that mental game, like manifesting things, understanding how to become the next version of yourself, getting out of your own way, right? Um, things a lot of us maybe don't like to tackle, <laughs> put it on the, the cringe list, right? Uh, but it's so important for us to evolve and grow inside in order for things to grow and evolve on the outside. So that's what she's really good with. I mean, one of my favorite motivational speakers is uh, Les Brown. He's just incredible. And she's shared stages with people like that. So Felicia has a big background. She's done a lot. And we're going to get into some good stuff here. So definitely uh, sit tight. We're going to jump into that conversation in a minute. Guys, we always appreciate your feedback on iTunes. So if you get a chance, I know it's a pain in the butt, but really appreciate your reviews and support on iTunes as that helps the show. Uh, So if you get a minute or you're on the app and you could pop in there, that would be just amazing. Uh, Goes a long way. Uh, Last but not least, we are starting a new um, workshop that we are going to be running live right now. So we'll have updates at changecreator.com forward slash go big. So if you go to that URL, we'll have some other things there, but we'll also update uh, you with like some live workshops. And so this workshop is a 90 minute workshop. All right. And it's all about how to share powerful stories that win hearts and wallets without feeling like a pushy car salesman. The way we communicate, the things we do are so important. And no, you don't need to be a writer. You don't, you don't need to know anything about marketing. We're going to show you how to be effective in communicating your business idea, how to engage people, how to get them activated to take action. Because what you're saying is, hey, I can help you. I have the solution. Well, come over here. But no one's going to join you on that journey if you can't clearly communicate your business, okay? And so this gets really important in understanding how to have that effective, powerful communication. Um, so we're going to get into a lot of fun stuff in that workshop, and we'll have a Q&A and all that stuff. So um, you can check out the page with information It'll be on changecreator.com forward slash go big. All right. So I think that's it for now. We will dive into this conversation with Felicia. Okay. Show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Felicia, welcome to the Change Creator Podcast Show. How are we doing today? I'm great, Adam. Glad to be here. Good. I love your energy um, and I love the work that you're doing. So I'm excited to kind of pick your brain and talk through, um, you know, the experience that you have and helping uh, people around this world kind of live their best life, build heart centered businesses and hopefully build stronger relationships with money. Right. That's the big matzo ball. (laughs) So tell us just a little bit of background um, just to kick things off. of like your, your experience that brought you to where you are now today, sitting right here. Yeah. So, so I discovered, you know, um, what many people refer to universal law at a very dark time mm-hmm. in my life, um, um, began to work the principles, deepen my, my sense of, um, connection to life force energy. Um, and my life got better. I mean, it just got off the chart better. And, um, 
And I hit a spot where then I got stuck um, and went deeper into it, discovered mentorship, discovered the the nuanced practical application of these laws um, and realized that I really had discovered a level of understanding that I didn't really hear a lot of in the world and knew that I wanted to take it and share it in a way that would really make a difference and build a business with it. Um, And so as I continued to discover the power of this and apply it in my own life and share it with others, it's, you know, it's that reverberation of of transformation um, as I uh, uh, share it through an actual business. And so, yeah, so it's my way of supporting people um, in in a very structured manner. Okay, and through this learning process for you on your journey, how long ago did that start? I was twenty two when I started, and I'm sixty. Oh. I'm, I was going to say sixty one. Not yet. I'll be sixty one in a couple of weeks. Um, okay, so you've been doing. You you got some experience. I do. Yeah. And, and, and I've got a long, you know, a um, long experience of working with people with it as well. Yeah, and yeah. I love that. And so I'm curious, um, in your now and your experience in working with people, um, what is something that just kind of stands out? Like I want to use the word epiphany, but what is the, is there anything that just stands out in that experience? Like, Oh, it's so common that, or I see this all the time, like just something. Yes. So the, the, the big, the mistake that I see people make with this, right. Is that they mistake insight and aha. And that, wow, you know, I, I believe that I get that, you know, when we hear truth, you know, like we, we are unlimited beings with unlimited capacity to create. That's a truth. And when we hear it, people, you know, get alive and they get inspired. They mistake that insight for the ability to translate it into true internal transformation and making a difference in their world. Another thing is that people will do, there's a difference between what I call episodic manifestation and true transformation. The people will talk about looking at their vision board and having a vision and they, you know, and, and they, they can create something, but they not do the work to do the true internal transformation in order then to be able to be in the experience of it. And so they may have the thing, but their life hasn't really changed. And then they wonder why I got this. Why am I still dissatisfied and I'm not happy and maybe it's not what I really wanted. So, so it's, it's the mistake of thinking that just because you have the information, you know how to apply it. And then the occasional quote manifesting as if we can ever turn that property off, right? As if we can ever turn that ability off. The occasional manifest means that people really understand it, but it, it doesn't equate to you creating that rich, abundant, fulfilling life that you are meant to live where you can truly be in the experience of it. Yeah, no, I think that's just a really great point um, because, you know, you could read many books, which people should. I think it's extremely valuable. I read as many books as I can. Actually, I have such a long list of books I'm trying to get through. that It's just like I want I wish I could read faster. I want to plug it in my brain, just download. (laughs) But, you know, there is something to be said for the process of actually manifesting transformation in your life with the information. Right. Uh, And I've faced that challenge, too. And I think when you said that, it kind of resonated with me because something I have learned the hard way, which means through lots of time going by and nothing happening, (laughs) is that you can have all the vision boards in the world, like you said, and it doesn't matter. Right. But if you could start if you start really obsessing over something like a definitive purpose that you have in mind, you're going to start like maybe doing, you have to start doing stuff. Right. And that's, that's the kick off kickoff. Well, actually I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to invite us to back up a little bit. Yeah, please. Because the, the, the thing that I help people understand, you know, and as you're talking about social change, right. You know, being a social change maker that yep. we're using our businesses um, for good. The purpose of your dream is not to achieve things. 
It's not to accumulate. It's not to go check, 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 did this, did this, did this. And so the transformation is really not about transforming your world. That's an effect. The true transformation, the invitation, the true invitation is the internal transformation. Yes. It's right now, whatever your dream is, you know, every single one of us, we're a perfect fit for our current life. We know how to do our current life. We're perfectly identified with our current life. We're not identified with our dream life. We are not a fit. We have, we, we have not like earn the right, so to speak, to be in our dream because we're not the person who's a match for it. And so the dream is not to get things. It's to invite us to discover more of who we are created to be. It's to access those dormant skills and capabilities and to reach down deep and to develop elements about ourselves and to deepen awarenesses and a connection with this life force that animates us. And that as we grow in the awareness of just even more of our brilliance, our magnificence, our contribution, and we embody that, we, we, that becomes our beingness our world has to reorganize accordingly. It's law. And so it's the difference between a temporary little fix and the true internal transformation that's informed by your dream. Our dream informs what the transformation needs to be, right? right? It informs who we need to grow into. So then as we step into right? That, that new, that new identity, that new beingness, that new energetic signature, learn how to speak the language, walk in the geography of that, you know, be that person now. And, and we are growing into a better person. Our yeah. world reorganizes accordingly. That's yeah, where I, the transformation is. You know, I really, I like, yeah. And I always, you know, think about it as like every stage of entrepreneurship, let's say you're making zero to six figures. Like that's one version of yourself. You know, you yes. went to six figures to seven figures. That's another version of yourself. That's and you it. have yeah. to go through struggle to become those versions. You have to go through a, some kind of transformational process internally, right? I exactly. th- What really stood out to me for you is you said the world will reorganize itself. I love that. That is a great way to put it. Now, there's still lots of reorganization that I want to do. So. <laughs> Yeah, always, right? Because we're living, evolving beings. And so to realize that we're always in that process and to learn how to be fully present for the richness that is as as the the new, you know, the longing and the discontent speak to us um, for what's next, but always maintaining the state of gratitude. But let me talk about that piece about, um, you know, um, learning how to accommodate a greater degree of abundance, particularly financial freedom and being able to identify that, right? Because I will never forget the first month. So before I stepped into this work, you know, I was making a decent five figure income, right? You know, I was living in a state that, you know, had a lower um, cost of living. Um, and, and so making a decent five figure um income on an annual basis. I will never forget the first month I generated in a month, what I used to do annually. My system went crazy. (laughs) I got excited. I got scared. It's like, you know, I I thought, oh my God, what are people going to think? What if I make mistakes on my taxes? Um, Am I getting too big for my britches? Am I going to be able to hang out with the same people? I mean, it was crazy, right? It's like, we think we want something, but we're, we're not identified with it. It's like, you have to literally train yourself to allow a greater degree of abundance to flow through you. And I think particularly the thing around money, because I know this is the one that I really had to lean into. I got to set up for this, right? Um, Because I think this important piece for entrepreneurs there's this love-hate relationship with money is that you know you, you want it you can see the need for it but you don't want to be one of those people who <laughs> think about money. <laughs> right yeah. like you know somehow you it's like you're, you're you're starting to you know you go to the dark side kind of thing and what I had to realize was that money is a tool that allows me 
the the ability to be able to bring this work you know it allows me to hire my team it allows me the lights to be able to be decently lit up as yeah. I'm doing this interview, right it allows me the ability to get on an airplane to go travel it allows me so so it's it, it represents freedom it also there's a piece of it and i think this is important for every single one of us to realize trust your your compass that you know oftentimes what i'll hear people say is that money money does things to people i'm afraid of it's what it's going to do to me it's like if people are afraid that you're going to get lost you're going to lose an essential part of you trust the fundamental core of who you are and that money won't change you you change the the perception and the relationship with money what if we change the way that we relate the money that money actually becomes the symbol of freedom and the symbol of contribution and that as and it also represents impact i realize it every single penny that comes into my bank account represents somebody's life who's now being transformed and that there's a reverberation, not just them, but the people around them and the people around them. And that I get to do that. Yeah. And that I get to write really healthy checks to organizations that I believe deeply in. And we're not suffering, you know, and I've given myself permission to live, um, you know, a life that feels good for us. You know, we, you know, we think about sustainability. We've got solar panels. I'm not going to talk about the car I drive. That is my luxury. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of my my nemesis. But you see what I'm saying? It's like, if we're going to be an entrepreneur, we have to transform a social entrepreneur. We have to transform the, the, the relationship and the identification we have with money. Imagine a world of compassionate, purpose-filled, wealthy people. That's How we, what we're looking that for. World transformed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you know, somebody said this once, and I can't remember who it was, but it really stuck with me, and it aligns to your money story that you're sharing now. And it was they told a story about how their service, like you have a service for people. And you change someone's life, right? Like you get them on track and maybe they now live the best life they've ever had. So what I would say is you have a moral obligation to sell your services to them. And no, it shouldn't be free. They they invest in themselves. They make a decision and they're supporting you for that service. So it's like if you and then you know, and I know Rachel Miller said this and I spoke to her a few times on the phone. She's amazing. She says, Adam, if you love your audience, you sell to them. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've never heard that before. That's great. You know, it's it's understand. I love it when I'm in a conversation with somebody and somebody resonates with what I'm saying and they get that I can help them, right? That I can help them unlock this power and really understand the power of our thinking and how to use it intentionally and effectively because we're using it all the time anyway. And that their dream really is possible, right? And 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 and, and there's this thing that just happens inside and they say, you know what, and I'm worth this. I'm worth making an investment in myself. And at that point, they're no longer having a conversation with me. They're having a conversation with themselves. All you're doing, all I'm doing is holding, um, holding the space, holding the energy for them, right? For them to come into an awareness that they, they deserve this and that they are worth that investment. Two places that represent our values. There's, if you really want to know what's important, two places to go look, okay. your calendar and your checkbook. Those two things. Doesn't matter what you say is important. If you want to say, if you really want to know what's important, go look at what's on your calendar. You were on my calendar today. She's <laughs> talking to you, sharing this message and sharing your message is important. Yeah. And your checkbook. And when I look at my checkbook, I look at, you know, the things that I invest in that I say that are important to me. Those are those are your two key indicators if you're really following your values. That's an interesting way to look about look at it. Um, yeah, what's on your calendar? Like, what's in your bank statement? I mean, come on, Felicia, who has a checkbook anymore? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Yes, I'm going to be 
61 in April. <laughs> I do write an occasional check, but not very <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, but it's a great way to put it. It's a great way to put it. So, yeah, I think we're in a really good topic on the relationship with money. This is something we see all the time. And for good reasons, you know, people have those reservations. But these are internal narratives now, the stories we tell ourselves that really will just keep us where we are, right? So we have to, how do we flip the script? So I want to get a little bit into the conversation of flipping the script a bit. Um, And I have gone down many, many roads. So I always get excited about kind of like talking about this. And I know it's not something that someone can just pick up and learn overnight or read a book and change. Like it takes time or you know, a coach, like somebody that can really help with the process. And um, I read a lot of books, like I mentioned, and, you know, I got into the idea of like affirmations and things like that and understanding. I've always been into like philosophy and metaphysics. So I love learning about the inner self and how that reflects the outer world and all these things. But I think people get stuck on, well, vision boards, affirmations, that's all, that's all BS and it doesn't work. And, and my, my belief after, you know, I'm, I'm 40 now, like I'm, you know, I'm getting up there too. I have some experience <laughs> is that those things. A check a time or two. What's that? You wrote a check a time or two. Yeah, I did. I did. Um, but I think those things are very important. Okay. Because yeah. they are, they play a role in, getting your brain wrapped around these things. Right. And the one thing, and I'm going to let you jump in here. The one thing I learned about affirmations is that it's not just about saying something in your head over and over and over. Right. So if you have a limiting belief around money and you create an affirmation that now corrects that limiting belief, it's not about just saying it a thousand times a day. It's about feeling what it would be like, feel it, like emotionally, um, whatever that is. And if you can't feel it and become it in your thought processes, it's going to be really hard to get there. So I'm going to let you pick up on that. Yeah. And I, so several things that you, you mentioned that I, I want to reference. So first yeah. of all, absolutely. It takes time. So here's the thing about affirmations and, and vision boards, right? Visioning people think that they're like separate functions, It's like, okay, now I'm going to have an affirmation. Mm. Here's the thing. You are affirming all the time, all the time. You can't turn You're we're always affirming something. So, so if you're, if you're experiencing scarcity and lack and your business, not doing what it is that you want to do, chances are you are, you know, you talked about the script Well, the script is the affirmation. You are affirming that things don't work for you. So when people say, well, this is BS, it doesn't work. It's like saying gravity doesn't work. Doesn't mean you understand it. Doesn't mean you don't know how to, you know how to work with it, but doesn't mean, you know, just because a two-year-old doesn't understand that gravity is working. Let's use a different example. (laughs) (laughs) Just because, you know, I want to, I want to get, you know, we're moving here soon. And we've got stuff on the second floor just because I want to get a piano. Not that I have a piano, but off the second floor down to the first floor doesn't mean that I can stop gravity or, you know, um, that there's a, um, um, you know, something that may not understand gravity, that gravity is not going to stop just because like a cat or a bird or, you know, something drops off, they don't understand it. Gravity's still going to do its thing. So to say that affirmations are BS or vision boards don't work doesn't mean that it's not reality. It's law. You may not understand it. Right. It may, you haven't learned how to unlock the power so it can serve you, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't work in the way that you want it to, but, but make no mistake about it. It's working. Yeah. All yes. All the time. So you're affirming something. Something. And your world is organizing accordingly, right? You're seeing something. Yes. We have this faculty of our imagination. You know, Joseph Murphy um, wrote the book, The Power of the Subconscious Mind, calls it the movie theater of our mind. You're always running movies. I read it. 
so it's not a matter of visualizing doesn't work and oh my god i don't want to do this the question is do you want to keep running the same default movie do you want to keep affirming the same default things and getting the same results or you want to put the 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 work in the effort of learning how to master hearing and and intentionally um 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 uh, creating a affirming conversation yeah that would then transmute and transform the old conversation so Here's, here's how I help people do that. Number one, you're not going to do it just for the sake of doing that, right? That it just, you, you got to have something to direct it toward. That's why I really encourage people to come up with a dream that you have a burning desire for. And there's work in even allowing yourself to build a burning desire. But having a burning desire is a really scary, vulnerable thing. Because now you're setting yourself up to be disappointed, right? And so people kind of, they play with it. Even people that are building businesses, I'll watch them. They'll kind of stand on the sideline and kind of hedge their bets and see what's going to happen, right? And so the universe, this universal intelligence, this energy is hedging your bets with you. It's like, all right, we're going we're gonna to play lukewarm here. We're, we're going to play halfway in and halfway out. Even if you're saying you really want it, there's still a part of you that's kind of holding your breath. So the first thing is to learn how to let yourself have a burning desire. You know, think about, um, you know, I think about when as a teenager, you I don't know about you, but, you know, I became obsessed about the object of my affection. Yeah. figure out where he was going to be, you know, because for me, you know, heterosexual, I, I, it was, it was a guy and I would, um, um, you know, I'd, I'd go plan drive-bys just, Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So, so that's a burning desire. And so it's to give yourself permission to have a burn. And I do a whole thing on how to build your desire because once you have a burning desire, now the dream will inform the images that you want to work with. And it is a mastery to hold your image in the face of your world, not giving you evidence yet. You want to train um, yourself to place your attention on those things that, that are, reinforcing the um the dream the um the vision that you're holding you want to begin to see that you are actually the person who can do this and so you build you know what i call you're building a relationship with the person who is um becoming the person in your dream and you start identifying um who does that person need to be and then this this thing around feeling you ask if this all worked out, here's the affirmation. If it all worked out, how would I feel? We have these two superpowers. One of them is that we can consciously choose our images and our faculty of our imagination. We are the only species on the planet that we are aware of. I have a, I suspect that dolphins may be able to do this and maybe even elephants, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I even think my dog because my dog is really smart, but we're the only ones that we have proven that we have the conscious ability to choose images. We get to change the movie and to understand that we've been given that gift by this life force energy that said we need to be here. And so to really acknowledge this gift first and foremost, yeah, and then to dedicate ourselves to learning how to use this effectively, learning how to choose effectively. The second superpower is what you alluded to, Adam, is that it's the feeling, right? That we have the capacity to generate feelings. You know, we have the capacity to do what I call generate uh, gratitude on demand. Now, the power of this is that when you really understand this power that we've been given, and then again, once again, we have an accountability to it. We have a stewardship to learn yeah. how to use powers. That when when you when you work with vision and 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 understand that very few people you know, really are able to do this consistently on their own. I mean, there's just, we've been so trained 
to be directed by what's happening in our world. We've been trained to be directed by our history. You know, we've been trained to be directed by how other people see us and what they believe is possible for us. And so to, to have something outside of you, to give give something or something, someone access to your thinking to help you see when you slip back into that, you know, that habit of what currently is. Yeah. Um, that when you do what I call generate state by holding image and, and, you know, that's the affirmation, the vision is the affirmation, the words is that I am the man, I am the woman doing this and you're generating the feelings. Here's the power of this. The reason why you want to do this is because you're doing what's called generating state. It literally changes the way you think. You are literally lighting up different areas of your brain and you have access to a whole nother level of creativity that you don't have access to thinking from same old, same old. So now you can hear ideas that have always been there, but they weren't in your, they weren't in your peripheral, they, they, they weren't in your radar because yeah. you, you couldn't, there was no place for them to land. Right. And you can see opportunities and now you can act on those ideas and opportunities because you're living in the state of possibility while your feet are firmly planted in what currently is. And that's a master skill. That's mastery. That's getting pretty deep. Yeah. I mean, that's mastery. And, and I like some of the examples that you gave. So we talked about the burning desire. We talked about, um, you know, really stepping into what it would feel like and maybe asking the right questions helps us get there. So you mentioned something like, what would it feel like if I succeeded with this dream? And it, you really want to think about those things, maybe through meditation or wh whatever your process may be for the day. Um, and I always think about like a rut, you know, a car can make. And like, this is happening in our brain, right? Unconscious habits and routines. Um, we walk through life just going through these motions and that rut can go deeper and deeper and deeper until you're just kind of like stuck there. And it gets really hard to shift gears. And that's why we need help with someone to kind of like keep us on track. Cause like, even I, like, I, like I'm having a fascinating time reading this book, uh, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. <laughs> you know it? <laughs> Yeah. So I literally was like, all right, I'm the kind of guy like even years ago back in Philly, I read Eckhart Tolle's book about the millionaire mindset and I had sticky notes all over the house. So I would constantly trigger my brain about money, trigger, trigger, trigger. Everywhere I looked, there's the bathroom mirror, there's the, the refrigerator. And now he does the accountability mirror and I do the same thing, but it's easy to go back into your old ways. Oh, something came up. Oh, I'm not looking at this anymore. Oh, I'm not. And you just drink. And you're like, oh, shit, I got to get back. You know, then you're like, oh, I'm going to read the book uh, from James Clear about habits. And you get back into habits. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's an ongoing battle. It's an ongoing battle. Well, it's an ongoing discipline. Yes. You know, it's an ongoing discipline and understanding that we have been so wired so many reps of, of a particular way of thinking and being and your dream is inviting you you know the dream of your your business that every single one of you are here you're listening to adam because you're um you know you're socially aware and you're building a business to yeah. To live into, um, you know, the cause that you believe in, or, or to be more socially aware, and we, we've, it's, it's been so embedded um, around doing things in a particular way, and so, so it takes reps. It takes. There's a discipline, um, and I can say that you truly do flip a switch where you don't go back. Mm -hmm. That 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 something real. You know, when I think about. Um, I think about the level of fear I used to live in and how I looked at my world, you know, that there, there wasn't enough, that there wasn't going to be enough, you know, and, and, um, um, it, you know, when I was in graduate school, I was teaching and I was in graduate school, um, um, you know, and here, so I'm going to do a little bird walk here, you know, here was what I thought social um, social justice and social change was all about. I dedicated my life until I started my business in professions that were noble, but didn't pay very much, you know, that it, I, I wasn't in it for the money kind of thing, you know, and I taught, and I taught inner city, I, you know, several, several places where I taught, I taught inner city. Yeah. Um, and so I was, you know, hanging my clothes on my 
chairs because I didn't want to spend 50 cents in the dryer. Right. Um, so those kinds of things got wired into me. And so I had to, in order to be able to bring the level of impact that I'm bringing now with my business and with the money that I'm now generating, I had to go after those parts of me. Um, and I, I, I had to number one, own the good that would come from it. Right. And then, and then understand that there's a discipline. And, and here's the other piece, Adam, it's loving the part of us that wants to fight, love the part that wants to battle, right? Because that part served us that part of being super frugal and not that I'm like crazy now, but you know, the part that, you know, sacrificed, right. That thought that I had to sacrifice income for, for impact that the two were diabolically different and how much I identified myself with that, that to love that part of me along and know that that part is not lost. We're just integrating it. Right. Because I think people get afraid that they're going to lose a part of them. And so as I want it, I don't, I want it. I don't, Oh my God, I want that affirmation, but Oh my God, do I really, do I really. Right. And so it's like, you're right. There's a battle, but the discipline is the integration. It's the bringing you along. So when you're working with the affirmation, you know, you're creating something that you can trust and that aligns with you. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So so I guess do you and I don't have- know what the question was. That's <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll keep rolling. I don't remember either. <laughs> we just go with the we flow over here. About affirmations and visualizing. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. that's been the key here. And that was the next thing I just want to get into. So because I, I like to help people who are listening and and even selfishly myself, like I'm always looking to learn more on these perspectives because um, like I said, I I I literally I got into like the two key areas in the past, I think two years of my life that have become very important is really studying discipline and habits. Um, And those things like affirmations and stuff like that fall under discipline and habits as it's part of those things. So for me, like I was more, I'm very creative mind. And I know a lot of these entrepreneurs I work with are, and we're doing our business stuff, but we don't have the discipline we need to become, like we said earlier, that next version of ourselves. And we don't have the clarity and we don't know, we don't have the tools. So it's like, I found that habits and discipline are like, the most important parts of this process. Um, I'm going to disagree with Yeah, you. jump in, jump in. Okay, yeah, um, because I too work with a number of creatives and, yeah. you know, a million different ideas, right? Yeah. And, and so afraid. Here's the thing that I hear consistently. So afraid of leaving something behind or leaving a part of them behind that you're going to lose some element of yourself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm you, ready to let go. Let's I'm ready. To keep me going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What I have found is that the fear is that if I decide on something, right, I'm going to lose, you know, there's such a high value of freedom and independence, especially with creatives. And it's one of the reasons why people build a business that they go into entrepreneurship is because they have this amazing creative energy and don't put me in a box kind of thing. Right. I would imagine that when you're branding, um, working with branding and marketing, that this is, this is what you hit up against. It's like, oh my God, I'm this and this and this, how can I now narrow down to this? Right. So I think what what I help people do is under is really honor all of these parts of you before you get into a discipline. Let's get super clear around, you know, who are you? And these are not segmented parts of you, but this is all of you. This this makes up the, the, the beautiful, multifaceted, you know, this beautiful quilt of you. Right. And that there's not a single part of you that you got to leave behind. And that when you're able to integrate all of you and understand that all of these creative ideas, no, you're not going to act on all of these creative ideas at once, but that when you act on a creative idea, you get to express the fullness of you 
And that working with an affirmation, working with an element of your vision does not mean that there's a party that's going to get lost. Right. Right. I think when people can really trust that and know that they're not having to give something about themselves up, that serves. Now, you know, I'm not talking about the part of you that watches Netflix till two in the morning. I have an assistant. <laughs> <laughs> I have an assistant. I adore my assistant. I'm not any. I'm not even sure what she's into. She's in her 20s, but you know, she's on the East Coast and I'm on the West Coast. So we have three hours, so she can start at noon, which is good for her because she'll stay up to like two o'clock playing some game. Um, you know, so and she's she's brilliant. But I'm not talking about that part of you, right? I'm talking about the part of you that you know is a key essential part of you that you want to bring with you. But an affirmation and even the word, you know, habit and discipline, that there's a disconnect to know that those disciplines give you the structure to live into these amazing parts of you more that you're not losing in any part of you. It's an enhancement. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I like that. So, so the discipline will enhance the qualities that make you, you. That's it. Right. So you're yeah. going to be basically like, if you have your, we'll call it the, uh, burning desire or definitive purpose, whatever you want to call it, that, that end game in mind. And you're thinking about this, you start obsessing about this idea, right? Now you're really like the thought process. Now your brain is taking over, right? So you're really thinking about this and you're start doing things and you're visualizing, you're doing the affirmations. These processes though, like it's easy for what we see. A lot of entrepreneurs will get to that point of excitement and they have this idea even though the idea still might be kind of like a little all over the place, but they have this big yeah. idea. Um, but they get kind of like lost in overwhelm with decision-making and direction. Yeah. And so the discipline and the habits is like, well, we know we got to do certain things on a regular basis to like compound over time, like build up, build up. And so, but what are those things I think? And that's where people start getting stuck on this overwhelm with decision-making. Yeah. So, so a couple things with that and yes, you know, that's a great point. And I hear that over and over and over. Yeah. From Right. One of the things that I help people understand is that your dream, you know, so I'm going to use a cliche here um, that um, our dream is not a destination that we don't arrive. Your dream is a routine. And I think people miss that. Right. That, you know, this is my routine. I got up. And I, I, I did a, um, a masterclass recording for a group that I'm um, going to be um, working in later on. Um, I get to talk to you. I've got clients this afternoon. I'm speaking to another group um, in Baltimore, you know, later on this afternoon. That's my routine. My yeah. dream consists of a routine. My routine is reflected on my calendar. Back to the two things that matter most, your, your bank statement, and your calendar. I won't say checkbook anymore. <laughs> you know, your bait statement and your calendar, right? Yes. And so your, your calendar represents the blueprint of your life. And so are you putting things on your calendar is your routine, even as an entrepreneur. Now, I get it that there are things that we do that may not be the most fun, particularly in the beginning. But you want to be super clear that you're not building you're doing things to build a dream and you think this is what you have to do in order to build this dream yep. and you're suffering along the way, but that the building is the dream. Okay. It's not just yeah. the process, but it's the routine. The yeah. routine is the dream. And so when you there, and, and you don't have to do the same thing every day, but that there is an element of routine that when you're engaged in those things, it's like, oh my God, I get to do this. I love this. You want to make sure that you're building your life around those activities and that your, your business is built around those activities. Get help with the things that you don't like to do. You know, that's why you need to generate the income. Go get the help with the things that you don't like to do. 
right? And, and, and to understand that the, the, what you get to build discipline in is paying attention to what brings you most alive and yeah. staying faithful yeah. to those daily activities that then build on mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah. So I guess I would wonder, cause you hear it a lot, you know, um, you can hire out for things you don't like. Um, and I think, I, so I have found, this is just me, that that could be a very dangerous, um, misunderstood, I think, uh, statement because um, I think you're right. Like you got to do the things regularly that bring you joy, right? Like this is why you're here. It's like, you know, you're, you're living this dream. Um, but when someone early as an entrepreneur here is to just delegate what you don't like, these might be their weaknesses and it's on what I will call the cringe list. Right. Um, and that might take them away from actually understanding their business completely. Mm-hmm. Like hiring out someone to do, let's say, for example, like your Facebook marketing and ads, right? If you don't even have any idea what the heck is going on there, because you haven't really dabbled, you don't need to be an expert, but you haven't like just learn that part of the business. There's a lot of things that can happen. <laughs> I love it, adore you already, and I'm going to disagree with you. Go for it. God, I never felt the need to do my books first before hiring somebody because I would be in a hot mess right now. Books now, first before you uh, say that again. So you books you've written. No, my financials. Thank God oh, I oh. didn't think that I had to go in and learn QuickBooks before I could turn it over to somebody. Oh, oh now, no, no. <laughs> I, 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 because my, I, you know, financially, I'd be in a hot mess if we did that. Now, I do have a responsibility to understand it. Yes. So, yes. so I hire. So what I do, I've hired people who then help me understand to a point that I want to understand. So yes. I know what they're doing, but I'm not micromanaging. Yes. So like yes. with Facebook ads, I'm starting to enter into the world of Facebook ads. I don't want to know how Facebook ads work. I don't, I don't want to know how to do them, but I need to have a level of understanding. And so I want to hire, so I hire people who can also help me understand, you know, I've also taken courses. I know that you do a marketing course. You oh, know, yeah. So I've, I've done those kinds of courses to have a level of understanding. Absolutely. Um, But, but when you start allowing things that are not your genius to cannibalize your ability to bring your service and you're, you're doing something that you could pay somebody, you know, 15, 20, 30, maybe even 40 hours an hour to do. And, and your work is to generate, um, you know, the higher level of income. Right. And I learned this early on. Yeah. Um, really own the value of, of your time. Yeah. Learn what you need to learn and then let somebody else do that. So you can stay focused on the things that are yours to focus on. Yeah. I think, I think we're on the same page in the sense that it's not going super deep, but just like somehow understand what's going on. Like what makes it work? Like why, you know, like, just cause I, I've talked to people where like they hired certain people to like code an app and these guys they hired, if he didn't know just the, understanding of like what makes a good code or not because he's in that world right he would have not known that they were completely screwing up the whole thing right (laughs) and he's paying a lot of money for it or like we've hired like pr teams and done things early on in our early years huge mistakes we had no idea what we were doing (laughs) that's the other thing right adam know this you're an entrepreneur you are going to make some bonehead decisions (laughs) yeah Oh yeah. You know, going, yes. Right. I mean, all of us, that it's part of being an entrepreneur that we, we feels good in the moment. We think we understand it. And, and it's like, you look down the road, it's like, Oh my God, what was I thinking? Maybe I wasn't, you know, it's like, Oh my God, I wasted all that money in doing that. It's like, but, but, and, you know, because I can look at the amount of money that I've invested in things that didn't exactly turn out and, yeah. you know, and then you go generate money the other way to pay for the things that didn't work. But, you know, and realize it's still a part of being an entrepreneur. 
And then what am I learning from it? And, you know, uh, nothing like hiring bad people, not bad people, but people who don't do, you know, what it is that they say that they they don't deliver. to learn what you need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I tried to uh, dig into QuickBooks once and that was just a nightmare. We we have a, a finance team that runs our QuickBooks and books, but they we made sure we understand like how it works, what we're looking at. And yeah. we know exactly. like, you know, there's no nothing really, no big red flags at least, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, and you know, oftentimes I'll hear people say, I want to make so much money, I want to think about it. You know, especially running a business, it's like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. You need to understand your numbers. Yeah. Oh, you, exactly, you exactly. want to get to the point where you say, I don't want to think about it. In fact, the, the bigger you get, the more you want to understand your numbers. Because there's, again, there's a um, there's an accountability, there's a stewardship, it's a relationship with money yeah. um, that you're establishing. Accountability. That's an important word. I think a lot of people is we'll wrap up here in a minute, but yeah, financial intelligence, like you can't really grow as an entrepreneur if you don't have financial intelligence. So people really need to start hitting that. And then the other thing you mentioned is accountability. I see a lot of people uh, want to blame others for the problems. They want to justify their situations, you know, complain. And that was one thing I learned early on, never complain, blame, or justify. And I, and that has been a game changer for me. That's it, Adam. Absolutely. You know, that's the beauty about being an entrepreneur. The buck stops with us. <laughs> that's right. But, you know, it goes for our lives, too. Right. It's like Absolutely. everything. I see it around me. And now when you start having these perspectives and I'm sure you see it with people you coach and stuff, it's like you start seeing changes in how people carry themselves. But once you have it. Now you see other people doing it, right? Oh man, like you don't see that. You don't see you're like, you're cannibalizing yourself with this thought process, you know? <laughs> well, listen, Felicia, we'll wrap up here. I want to make sure people know how to connect with you and work with you. What do they do? Where do they go? Yeah, so a couple of different ways. Of course, my website, FeliciaCircy.com. Well, we got to say that-, that slower. Say, let's spell that out for people. <laughs> It'll be in the show notes, but just for people yeah. listening. Yeah, so Felicia Cersei, um, dot com. My name's in the back. In the back. Oh yeah, you guys can see S E A R C Y. So Cersei, if yeah. you're just listening. The other thing is that I have a Facebook group, and um, we um, the face the name of the Facebook group is Ultimate Life Now. Ultimate Life Now. And every month I do a free masterclass where we dig into these laws of the universe and how to work effectively with affirmations, how to work effectively with vision, how to, you know, build those new habits that are required, not only to build your dream business, but to build your dream, you know, in every area of your life. I do a free uh, mastermind where, you know, we come together as a community and just pour energy and what may be coming up for you. The only thing I ask with both of those is that you make a charitable contribution to something that you believe in. Don't give your money to me. Make a charitable contribution to something that you believe in. And then we um, dig into other things in that I go in there and I do lives. And when you join the group, you'll get a free download that outlines the formula that I share with people of how to work with your imagination and bring your dream into your three-dimensional world. So those two things, Ultimate Life Now, the Facebook group, and then um, my website. Perfect. Thank you so much for your time. It was a fun conversation. Adam. This was great. Take care. Thanks for tuning into the Change Creator Podcast. Visit us at changecreator.com forward slash go big to get access to free downloads and other great resources that will drive your business forward.